Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell. This is the Inspiration Show. Um, this is our live version of our Inspiration Show, which is the new fat, more format that we've been moving to, uh, which is every Thursday at 10 a.m. we now have a live show. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, today my special guest is Sharon Saylor. And uh, Sharon is the author of a book that's called What Your Body Says and How to Master the Message. So today we're going to be talking a lot about body language, um, and how that uh, the connection between body language and our beliefs. So this is a really interesting subject, as you know. As you know, if you're part of the My Movies community, um, we talk about limiting beliefs and so forth quite a bit. So this is a very interesting um, angle and a different different take on that whole uh, subject. So welcome to the show, Sharon. How are you? I'm great, Natalie. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here today. <laughs> Um, so what we might do uh, is actually just start with your story first. Um, so what's your background story and how did you get into doing this uh, body language work? Well, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I guess I fell into it. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge believer in serendipity. And out of a tragic divorce, it was a pretty rough divorce on me. About 20 years ago, my friends know that to get Sharon sparked up again, teach her something. So they actually took me to an NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, as you know, a weekend. And there I was just mesmerized. I was fascinated and threw myself into learning NLP. And through that process, I met one of the foremost authorities on body language, which is Michael Grinder. And that's actually John Grinder's brother, is his younger brother. John Grinder was one of the developers of NLP. And I was absolutely fascinated by how he mesmerized the audience and it was through his body language and he was telling us how to do it too and during that time of the training he came up to me during a break that's like 50 people in the room I don't know if most people know but I'm actually pretty introverted and shy and one of those that sits in the back of the room taking notes just like don't notice me <laughs> you know? he came up whispered in my ear let's go for a walk I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And he proceeded on this short five, ten minute walk to tell me like a psychic greeting all about me. You know, that I was going through a rough time. I was in the arts at the time. I was in graphic design and marketing. It was a little spooky. And then he walked me to my seat. As I sat back down, he leaned over, whispered in my ear, oh, and if you'd think with your mouth closed, you'd look more intelligent. <laughs> I was hooked, dumbfounded. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but let me show you what it is. It was like, when I think, when somebody mesmerizes, when I'm fascinated, this is what I, I used to do, because I've trained myself not to do it, but I used to do this. <laughs> you know, yeah, I agree, not very intelligent looking, right? Long story short, I immediately started doing some graphic design and marketing work for him, which led to a long 20-year mentorship. And I've co-written several books with him, edited other books, and then five years ago, branched out on my own with What Your Body Says and How to Master the Message, helping people understand on the small side just those looks of our face and what it means to other people, and also how our body language affects our own internal beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. 
I know that's such an interesting connection and I can't wait to, to dive into that. Now guys, if you're watching the show here live, um, I want to invite you, if you have any questions as we go along, please type them in the chat box below um, and then we'll, we'll do our best to answer them as we hear on the, uh, on, the, on the interview. So, okay, so let's start from the beginning. How does, um, you know, body language connect to our beliefs? What's that connection there? It's fascinating to me because I view our beliefs and our actions, thoughts and emotions as a wheel. So I like to put our beliefs as the hub of the wheel. It makes all of our emotions, our thoughts and our actions are all connected around this wheel. So whenever we learn anything, say a thought, we learn something, it changes how we feel and it sometimes most often changes an action or a behavior or causes an action or behavior. If we change our emotions, our feelings about something, our thoughts and our actions, behaviors change. And for me, I like to work at the behavioral level. When we change an action or behavior, our thoughts and our emotions change all around this hub of the belief of the part of the wheel. And to me, it's been fascinating how quickly you can change somebody's belief about themselves once they understand the nonverbal messages they're sending. If I could share a little story about someone I met on the road not too long ago. She came up to me after speaking and she said, Sharon, why does everybody think I'm always judging and criticizing them? And I, at Really quickly, I could tell she was a very sincere, lovely person, and I was like, you know, let's chat. And so we chatted, and in a few moments of question, with some questions, I realized that she is a high systems and process person. So step-by-step -step how-to is very important in how she organizes her memory. This is what she would do. I'm going to take off my glasses so people can see. But when you'd ask her sort of a how-to question, she'd make this face, or even actually more intense than that, but the eyebrows in, the eyes squint. Now you and I would, if we saw that face after asking somebody a question, we might honestly think, wow, what was wrong with my question? <laughs> We'd make it really personal, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what she was doing was doing a how-to list, a step-by-step -step list in her mind. And her boss was always saying, you know, stop judging my ideas, stop being critical. And she couldn't figure it out because she said, I'm not being critical. I'm just trying to figure out how to make this work for you. She immediately went to her boss and told her what she was doing. And what I suggested that she do instead to stay external, because she was going internal with that squinting, is take a notebook and take notes. Just write the steps out so she could stay external. And she told her boss, look, I'm not making this face to judge you. I'm making it to be effective and efficient completely changed the belief that her boss had about her, completely relaxed her that she was not being judgmental and critical. She kept sort of beating herself up, like, well, I don't think I'm judgmental, but maybe I am. But the greatest part was she went home and told her husband of 17 years that story, you know, like, Sharon says, this is the face that I do when I'm trying to figure things out. They laughed and said, he said, oh my gosh, I was... She said I saved her marriage, even though that wasn't the intent. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's the face you make every time I suggest a place for a vacation or something else, some other great idea I thought I had. So it's fascinating to me how little tiny things we do can change the whole world. Yeah. I know. That's, that's uh, an eg excellent example. So let's just say that someone um, is, you know, evaluating, you know, where they are in life and maybe that they have a belief in an area that, 
they could be holding them back. What kind of things can they do um, with their body language to be able to, to release that or at least you know change their beliefs in that area? Oh, that's a great question. And it's going to sound simplistic, my answer, but I just want to suggest try it. Mm-hmm. That is understand your breathing. Oftentimes, especially our society here in the States and Canada and actually in Northern Europe, tend to breathe too high and rapid and keep our fight-or-flight mechanism always activated. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that can keep our beliefs and our thoughts and our emotions in a very strange place. So check your breathing first. And oftentimes I say to people, well, they check their breathing, and what they do is they actually breathe backwards. They'll do this. And they'll inhale, but it's just actually their shoulders raised and their belly comes in. Really, on an inhale, your ribs should expand, your belly should expand. I call it, yeah, there you go, three-dimensional breathing. Mm. It's amazing how that can change everything in a moment. If you're stressed, your boss just criticized you, your kids are, you know, who knows. Taking what I call a three-dimensional breath, it's like resetting the whole clock. Mm. And I know we don't think about our breathing as nonverbal or body language, but to me, it's the critical core of body language. That's where people get a first impression of you when you walk in. If you're nervous or anxious, breathing high and rapid sets off their fight or flight mechanism. It's contagious, mm-hmm. as well as it changes your voice pattern. I'll try to breathe really high and rapid and exaggerate a little bit here, but what happens to your voice is if you breathe really high and rapid, the first thing is you talk really fast with not pausing, and then the other thing is your voice gets kind of anxious or squeaky. Well, <laughs> I'm sure the metabolism of the audience just got escalated beyond our belief. <laughs> and if you find that breathing just isn't working for you in the moment, if you can, I suggest giggling is really good. You and I just giggled a little bit. Yeah. It actually forces us to breathe again. Mm. I love that. So, um, so what are some of the um, the common things that you see people do with their body language that either restricts them or holds them back? Oh, I think the biggest thing is, oddly enough, I say taking things personal. They might hear a comment, and maybe the comment's not even about them, but they'll flash back to something a teacher said, a parent said, and they begin to just sort of close in. You know, maybe the chin will drop or the shoulders will drop, or they begin to close in and make themselves small. Well, externally, people will begin to pick up on that and wonder about you uh, as for that, but internally, it also closes you down. You're not able to react as quickly. Everything is tight and closed. I suggest breathing through it if there's a comment or something, not taking it personal. You know, I don't, 99% of the time, people say things that really are about them. It's a reflection of them, and it's not personal. And yeah. so, stepping back and saying, hmm, let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. Breathe through it, stay present. And one fun thing I like to do, besides breathing to reset the clock, if you find that you've sort of closed in, is do a really quick shoulder roll. I'm going to exaggerate because actually the bigger you can do it, the better. But if you do it in public, it looks a little odd. (laughs) (laughs) But you roll your shoulders up and stretch your back. Ah, And you just open your whole chest up to allow more oxygen to come in. 
and clear out all that carbon dioxide. It's just I love the feeling of rolling your shoulders mm. and set, resetting your shoulder blades. Now, if you're in public and you can't really, you know, do that wonderful stretch, even a quick little, a quick little stretch like that. And how I first discovered that was watching athletes as they were prepping. This was a racquetball match I was watching. And each time these world champion athletes, before they would get ready to do uh, the start the new set, they would do this. And I'm like, what is that about? So the more I walked around <laughs> just sort of practicing in this, I'm like, wow, that really resets a lot of internal energy. Fantastic. Mm. I know we were uh, we were talking before the show about um, walking into a room and, and sort of making an impression. What are some of like the the you know the body postures that people can adopt to really help them you know step into a more confident version of themselves? Oh, first off, I love the word step in. <laughs> I I kind of went on a rant a few months ago about this idea of lean in. You know, step in or step out. Don't lean in. That's kind of a, a mushy word, you know. <laughs> And absolutely step into the room confident. You are who you are. You know what you know. And people say, well, you know, I'm not an expert. I often find that the people who say they're not an expert are far more an expert in whatever it is they are than the ones who say they are. <laughs> it's funny to me. The experts are always searching, learning, wanting to know more about whatever they are passionate about. And I say step in. Sometimes there are people that say act as if. And you'll know from your work with the unconscious mind. The problem with act as if is our unconscious mind goes, oh, we're just acting. Okay, we're just acting. Mm. I say step into it. <laughs> I mentioned I'm introverted. I have a very dear friend who gives whole new meaning to the word extroverted. And what I do when I want to show up really big into a situation is adopt those behaviors I've seen of the extrovert that I really like and I know I can do. Yeah. I don't have to do all of them, but just the ones I really like and I know I can do. Mm -hmm. And I just step into that behavior. And when you walk into the room, people will just, all eyes will turn when you are confident, breathing comfortably. Oh, and by the way, if you're short, sometimes I notice that, be careful, keep your chin parallel to the ground. Actually, if you're extremely tall too. What happens if you're short? is oftentimes we'll do this and we'll to look up to someone, right? Maybe we're a short female talking to a tall male. What happens is it changes the quality of our voice. And men, especially with women's voice, when we change the length of the vocal cords, begin to think that we're angry mm -hmm. and, or ang having an anxiety attack because it begins to get a different tone to it. And it's just because I can't breathe. So keep your chin parallel to the ground. If they're extremely tall, ask them to sit next to you. Isn't that fabulous to have someone ask you to sit next to you? Yeah, and that goes for tall people and short people as well. Like I know Absolutely. even you know, I have a friend who's um, <clears throat> six foot five, um, and I had no idea how much your height can actually affect. Um, you know, conversations, like he often stands with his legs apart so he, that he's a little bit shorter so he can <laughs> be on the level with everybody else. And um, the other thing that happens when you're tall is you drop your chin to talk and then people start thinking you're shy. 
Yeah. And that's also changed to the quality of your voice. Yeah. I know. Well, we've, we've honestly just scratched the surface today. And, I, and Sharon, I want to thank you so much for joining me, in, especially on this live version of the show. Um, and I know that you have some gifts that you want to, um, to, to give to our, to our viewers. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, the goodies that you've got for us today? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. If you go to SharonSailor.com, and my last name is spelled S-A-Y-L-E-R. I think it's down there in the little third there, <laughs> as they call it. And on the home page is a wonderful free report called The Three Biggest Body Language Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. So there's all sorts of tips and tricks in that, as well as it gets you into 24 short clip video clips uh, showing, me, showing things just like today. Mm -hmm. As well as I've got a great offer for um, it's What Your Body Says and How to Master the Message is the book, as well as um, what my very first book, which I just still adore to this day, it's called Life Short, Live Passionately. And it's great tips and tricks on to how to really step into life. And so if you go to SharonSailor.com forward slash belief, and uh, you can pick those both up for $10, both books for $10, and I'm happy to ship them to anybody. And, oh, if you want them autographed, just drop me a quick email, and I'm happy to send you an autograph on the books as well. Awesome. So thank you, Natalie. It's been fabulous. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. Um, you can share the recording of this video by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on the page. Um, also, make sure that you download the app if you haven't done so already because the recordings of these live shows are also available on the app. So you don't have to be in front of your computer anymore to watch the shows. You can actually watch them on the go. Um, and also make sure that you put your email in the box on this page to get my Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's got masters like Bob Proctor and Joe Vitale and John Asaraf. It's actually valued at $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So guys, thank you so much again for joining us today. And remember, till next time, live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. And we'll see you soon.